Howdy and welcome to the Tell Me Bible Study. This is week eight, day four of our study of Galatians and Colossians. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Colossians 2, 16 through 19. Welcome back to the Tell Me Bible Study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. we be reading today from the NIV. This is Colossians 2, starting in verse 16. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Let's pause there. So, um, going back to up to verse 17, 16 and 17, when Paul says essentially the same thing to the church in Galatia, he's like, I feel like I'm wasting my time with you. You're, you're making me feel like I've wasted my time on you because you're doing these things. Again, to the, the people, the Colossians, he's being much more gracious, much more friendly. And he's just telling them, don't let anyone judge you by what you do. You don't have to, you don't have to celebrate the Sabbath. You don't have to celebrate any of the festivals of the Jews. You don't have to do any of this stuff. It's not required for you. This is not a burden that Jesus is putting on you, right? He's telling us to the Gentile Christians and the Colossians, <clears throat> you don't have to do any of this. It's not on you. So the same thing to the Galatians, right? They're, they're, he's like, they're a shadow, right? They're, there's this, <clears throat> they're good, right? He's not saying they're bad things to do and you can engage in them, but don't do them because you think in, in them you find salvation because they're actually just kind of a metaphor of what's actually to come. They're found in Jesus. <clears throat> I feel like he switches gears here in verse 18. That's one I want to, I want to go back to it. So let's read verse 18 again. Don't let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They are puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. I feel like Paul is now kind of... I, I think in his day, this is probably one in the same. <laughs> I feel like in our day, these are two different people. I, I, I bet in Paul's day, the people that are teaching these kinds of things are one in the same but I think they're two different people in our day. Maybe in our day, they're, they end up being almost the same as well. I don't know, but I feel like um, <clears throat> the, the legalistic teaching, it happens in churches all over the place. It really does. Um, but I think it's, at least in our current context, I think it's uh, less prevalent it truly is less prevalent than this other thing that he's bringing up, where he's talking about people who <clears throat> they delight in false humility and the worship of angels. <clears throat> um, he's saying, and then he goes on to say about these people who worship angels, they go into great detail about what they've seen and they are puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. He, he, Paul's essentially saying they're making it up. 
And I, I think Paul is even alluding in, in other places, he actually says this very explicitly, but I think here is he alluding to it. But again, he has said it very explicitly is people who go on and on about this stuff more often than not, they're making it up. It's, it's just their, it's the imaginations and the machinations of their brain. Um, <clears throat> I think you've got two different categories of people in that. You've got just total charlatans. They're completely making it up. They don't believe it. They haven't seen it. They're just saying it because it gets them something. And then you've got people that are actually deceived. They, <clears throat> they, uh, it may not be that demons are necessarily showing them visions or whatever, but it's that they have an overactive, overactive imagination, no sense, no sense of grounding in God's word, no sense of grounding in him. <clears throat> and, um, and, and, and so everything that they think, everything they imagine, they believe is coming from God and they're deceived in that way. Uh, and then, but then they teach it as if it's definitely the Lord has spoken these things to them. There is an epidemic of this today, an absolute epidemic in the United States and the church in the West. Um, if you've gone through some of the other series with me, first Corinthians, uh, goodness, a handful of others. If you've ever looked me up online, you'll find some of my stories that I like to tell on my YouTube channel, things like that. I actually have links in every description and show note that I post here to my, my YouTube channel where I like to tell stories, hopefully to encourage people, not just to like try and like toot my horn or anything like that. I want to encourage people to press into the Lord. <clears throat> um, I believe, I fully believe that the Lord still speaks and moves and does all of the things that he did in the Bible, that he still does them today. Paul believed that the Lord spoke and moved and performed miracles and spoke prophetically and did all of these things in his day. And he's saying this, right? He is saying the same thing. So saying this does not mean that you are against God speaking, performing miracles, healing people, doing amazing financial miracles, all those kind of things. They're one and the same. We have an epidemic of people nowadays making kind of their mark in the social media world online of going into great detail about how angels have visited them and they've been here and they've seen this and they make much of themselves and what God has shown them through all of those kinds of things <clears throat> without a rooting and grounding in his word. Um, and they are, as he says here, puffed up my idle notions, imaginations of their unspiritual mind. I have seen this so much. And especially in like the last five to 10 years, I have seen this so much. I never forget. I was, I was being kind of, um, evaluated, let's say by, uh, one of these publications that loves to put stuff out like this because I've told some of my stories very publicly uh, about how the Lord has, how I've seen the Lord speak and work in my life. <clears throat> and I'll never forget this one publication uh, that was kind of evaluating me. They were like, hey, that's a very intriguing story. And like in this one story, I have had one encounter in my entire life with an angel. Once. <laughs> that's it. 
never before then and never since then. Not, not at least not like this. And uh, so I was telling a story in this, this publication. I was like, man, that's a really cool story. We're very interested in helping tell your story and all that kind of stuff. How many other encounters with angels have you had? And I, I said, none, that's it. And they were no longer interested, no longer interested in talking with me because they were only interested in can we kind of self-aggrandize, or can we not self-aggrandize, but can we aggrandize this whole like angel speaking and do all this kind of stuff? Exactly what Paul's talking about here is, is going into great detail about what angels have shown you and all this kind of stuff. Now listen, like sometimes the details of those kinds of things can matter. They really can. But they pale in comparison to being rooted and grounded in the word. They pale in comparison. And again, I want to say this with as, as much humility as I can. Go and check out some of my videos that I try to, to use to encourage people in pressing into the Lord. And I'm the same guy saying, all of that pales in comparison to being rooted and grounded in God's word, to being connected to the head, Jesus, through this, this thing that we do, this discipline of our life in God, reading the word, spending time in prayer. Nothing supersedes that. There is no level of spiritual maturity we attain where that's not still the most important thing that we do on a day-in and day-out basis. For the 10-Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.